and welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway. I'm joined by Chris Salona, as usual, and um, we are excited for this episode. The 65th, yeah, we are. 67th? 67, yeah, the big 6-7 right now. Um, on retirement July age, basically, 4th. right? Yeah, the 4th of July. This is big, uh, kicking off a new month. And um, Ethan, it has been a while since we have sat down to record. Right. Um, and it's always funny because there will be times where we get busy and there's gaps in the recording and we'll go three, three, four weeks without recording. And I think we're sitting here on the 30th of June. The last time we did this was the 9th of June. It feels like such a long time. So I, I, I'm feel inclined to say, oh, it's great to be back. But to everyone listening, we're here every fucking week. So there's no difference for them. So it always kind of, kind of fucks me up a little bit. Like, yeah, because we're always but, there for them. Believe, believe it or not, this is, this is probably the longest stint between recordings that we've had in a while. I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we, we, we banked a lot at Christmas, yeah, and we had a yeah. few lined up, but um, so we actually got a nice little break where we just kind of were able to schedule them out. Yeah, um, it's really nice. But yeah, no, so this the question of uh, how are you today is a lot different because it's, yeah, it's been a three weeks. Question, uh, on it's a day been three like today. weeks since we've answer, answered this on camera. So, um, yeah. Chris, how are you today and how are How's your, how's your being? How are your energy levels? As I have say? to say, um, physically, my energy levels are quite low. Um, I've been really busy the last couple of weeks, pretty much ever since we, st- we stopped recording this podcast, since we banked Which everything. I've been hitting it hard. That, yeah. yeah, I've been, been doing stuff. I've uh, been having fun, uh, you know, seeing friends, doing activities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, so a little physically worn down, but in every other facet, I, I don't really have anything to complain about, which is really nice. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think this will be fun to, to get back into this today and we don't have a choice. Uh, the 4th of July will be here soon and, uh, come hell or high water, the Grunge Bible podcast will deliver as we have. So, uh, how, That's... how are you, Ethan? A lot, a lot's happened in the last three weeks yeah. that we haven't recorded. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm tired. I'm good. Um, this is, this is an interesting part of my year because the USA championships just finished up. I was on the road for two weeks, as we said last time. And um, jab. I finished, you know, I, I, I didn't perform the way I wanted to. And I, right. I finished 12th, um, which I'm sure the listeners are, are like, this is pretty awesome. 12th in the U.S. is great, but I felt like I underperformed and, and it, you know, it come, it's hard to get to that meet. So I guess like there's, you know, merit in that, but you know, I was 12 at 18. So it didn't feel like I, I didn't perform well the day of, you know, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like I, like comparatively, I just, Oh like yeah. I should do a lot it better. makes, makes perfect sense to me. I mean, the, everything was, as you were saying, it was kind of lined up and it, sometimes it just doesn't happen on that day. And I know, um, a lot of people are inclined to kind of offer those silver linings, but I, what are your opinion or silver lining? Silver linings are kind of for cowards in my opinion. Oh. At least in the immediate aftermath, like it's not yeah. gonna, it's like it's not gonna be helpful. But I think with time comes perspective and, and realizing that you know shortcomings are just a part of the greater journey, and and the road is yeah. long, as we know. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the only thing I guess I want to say about all of it is, like I said, this is a weird time where I have to, I have to judge my whole year on say one performance. But right. uh, so much has gone into it. There's been a lot of growth, and just because it doesn't happen at, at the time you need it to, doesn't mean that it, it was all for loss. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this past year and a lot of great strides and improvements. So it's got to be better for next time. And, um, but I feel, you know, motive, you know, highly motivated right now in a lot of ways, yeah. um, disappointed in some, but you know, altogether it's, uh, you know, so the silver lining ain't so bad. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, maybe and, I'm a coward. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think like moments like this, uh, we say this back and forth to each other all the time, but uh, you know, when you commit to commit to something, you commit to all of it. And uh, yeah. it's easy to stay committed with, with, with the good things, but you have to commit just as hard to the, uh, uh, the things that are difficult or the things that might not be as satisfying as you do to the things that are good, because uh, you know, you have to go through the, the, the shortcomings and, and, and the, um, the tough days to get to the good ones. And I, I know you've learned that lesson many times throughout your javelin career, but at the end of the day, I mean, this season, I mean, you're fucking, you're an 80 meter javelin thrower. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. That's a really, yeah. really big deal. And, and, and I think people hearing that who don't understand the sport, um, because track and field, particularly throwing is a little esoteric and it doesn't get the big, um, you know, the big press that a lot of major sports, I mean, that is a huge deal. Like you, I'm telling you, listening right now it's a big deal but it's it's even a bigger deal than you think it is like that's 
Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. up there. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. It makes me feel good. I think I'm, I think a good way, I'm just like, I'm just drained emotionally. Like, yeah. uh, from the, like I said, the past two weeks, everything is really, it's been a lot. So I feel like right now I'm just kind of, I'm on autopilot. I've been autopilot yeah. the last couple of days. Like I'm jet lagged a little bit, probably slept in a little bit later because it's coming from mm-hmm. the West coast. So, um, but I am excited to be, uh, to be here with you to get, uh, getting this bang, banged out this thing we call a podcast. So it's all good. Yeah. We're happy to be here. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, you know, yeah. In the grunge Bible world, like we've been trucking along, you know, it's like nothing changed. Nothing's changed. We have been trucking along. And, and I think one nice thing about this uh, gap in recording that we've had um, there, there've been a few, uh, a few major things to happen in grunge Bible. Uh, and there, there are there three is. of them I can name right now because there know, are three well, I, people that have become top level <laughs> Patreon supporters over on Patreon. And that's, that's worth celebrating. All right, let's start there because there's some other things that happen in the grunge ball world that we can talk about. But yeah, let's. I, I love. Yeah, I love we, talking about the new patrons, and it's been a long time coming yeah. uh, for some of them. So yeah, so we uh, we successfully reeled in our 28th, 29th, and 30th uh, top tier Patreon supporters. Um, so today, and from this day forward until the end of time, or until you cancel your membership, um, I would like to thank Brother Nature, Kitty Cooper, and I Hate Your Mom. Uh, for joining the um so do they do they hate my mom or are they saying that i hate their mom i don't know i was wondering that um because my mom is a patreon supporter so yeah. does does this person Hope. hate my mom is that where this stemmed from that was my first thought too. I, I don't i don't really know where it stemmed from but the prevailing theme um and i hate your mom actually remarked when i thanked them for their support they said quote you assholes finally reeled me in and honestly, there's <laughs> there's no better story for this. There's no better Patreon story than you motherfuckers finally got me to open up that checkbook. And uh, it's yeah, great. That is, that is incredible, dude. Yeah. It worked. We got it. I'm em. glad, you know, it, it, because it sounds like they did it begrudgingly and stubbornly and they didn't and really want to do it. But sometimes we, you got to do things you don't want to do. Yeah, we were saying that shit, dude. Like, let, you know, sometimes you got to do things you don't, even if it's, a, you know, like you said, a fiscal waste of money. You gotta, sometimes that's, you know, that's fun in life. Sometimes you have to do it for the yeah, bit. So you have to commit to the bit. If you're trying to waste two, five, ten dollars a month that you, you know, just want to like, act you're like already you're doing it, it anyways. Yeah, you're, you're, and you're, you're gonna, and not like that. You're exactly. wasting your time listening to this podcast and time's more valuable than money. So if yeah. you're listening, you might as well become a patron. Everybody listening here definitely bought something useless in the past 24 48 hours probably food probably a snack at a gas station or a drink oh yeah you know just act like you're buying a grunge bible energy drink online once a month that costs five dollars exactly join the damn second tier (laughs) yeah um so so to those three thank you so much for supporting us um even whether we reel you in uh and you're reluctant to support us or whether you jumped from the gun uh, and you want to support us the whole way. Uh, we're appreciative equally to all of those, uh, all of those paths to fellowship that we have here. And uh, the following 27 individuals have also had paths all their own, but they remain with us and they comprise the remaining portion of our top level supporters. Um, so I would like to thank Darian Riddle, Alex Long, Rachel Corning, Fuck Soup, Captain High Top, Black Hole Sean, Doug Endy, Jade Mercado, Chris LSMS, Laura Nyrene, Sue, Nikki Six, Marianne, Sonny Mashburn, Kayla Jean, Alexis Shannon, Millie, Release, our number one fan from Australia, Wayne Staley, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Jamie Lynn, Fresh Tendrils, Seattle Four fanboy from New Jersey, my mother, Carlene Salona, The Blue Owl, and Kara Kay. Uh, everybody whose name I just mentioned, thank you so much. And I have to say, I almost had a little trip up there because my song of the week, uh, is written right next to, uh, right next to one of their names. So I almost, I almost named my song of the week as a Patreon supporter, but I didn't. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, we could do that, you know, at the end. We could a little <laughs> Easter egg thrown in there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really want to say it, but I can't spoil it. I have to, uh, I have to wait because now Can't is wait. not the time. Everything, everything has its season. So, uh, 30 strong in the top tier that that's that feels like a good number that's really good yeah i'm um really thankful i mean without without you guys it would be it would be hard to do this at times so every little bit helps and doing it if if they weren't here (laughs) i don't think we would (laughs) simply put yeah yeah um when you first said that you had you were thinking of three big things that happened in the gb community Mm -hmm. i thought we were going right to the man himself 
Someone, someone's back on tour, Chris, and he's kicking ass. <laughs> he is. You know what? Yeah, let's shift this up in the program because we yeah. have to talk about this. Uh, Ethan, what what are we thinking about right now? <laughs> this man right here. Jerry Cantrell is rocking Europe right now. He's just rocking the entire continent. Um, the His Jerry most- check-in continues on the Grunge Bible podcast. Yeah. And um, he's played he's played a litany of shows over there, and uh, we've been getting tagged in a few of them on Instagram. Um I did get a um, a tag uh, of a performance of Wood in Poland, uh, I believe, a couple of last week, maybe. Um, so I got the chorus of that. They t- somebody, uh, one of our friends, tagged us in that, and um, seems like all throughout Europe, um, people are going to the shows and people are letting us know that they're going to the shows, and that feels good because if you have a chance to see Jerry Cantrell, you got to do it. You just have to. Yeah. He's his last post. He was in Warsaw, and he said, "You rocked us hard tonight." Amazing, incredible energy. Thank you, Jay. I mean, there, that's hot. Short and sweet, man. I mean, He's dude, a master I'm, of his craft. There's no uh, superfluous uh, um, descriptions of the events. It's just, hey, it, that rocked. It's incredible. So um, back on June 19th, they played the was it, uh, Fire Ends Rocks Festival or something Fire like that. Ferenzi? Is that Florence and, uh, in Italy? I think so. And they, um, they shared the stage with Metallica. And guess who the other band was? Oh, I don't know. Who a band was that it? gets a lot of a lot of flack in the industry from you know, <laughs> from from us. Not nah, not not from us. We defend them, but um, I'm not sure who was it. They sound like another historic band, and that's why everybody they think they're lame. And Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van no Fleet. No way. It was Metallica, Greta Van Fleet, and then Jerry. Um, so if you're out there and you are a hater on Greta Van Fleet, just know that Jerry Cantrell. Uh, approves and plays with them on stage yeah. so, and this you know. this this is a uh, this is a safe zone for greta van this, fleet if we yeah. haven't said it before we'll say it now um so the the growing list of, of safe spaces certainly collective soul uh <laughs> greta van fleet as well there, there was another one that i mentioned a yeah, couple so, of weeks ago I, for, I forget what it was though see we haven't recorded in a not, while my brain not, is rotted it was not the who though <laughs> no it was not it was not the who. <laughs> we are officially up already we want to we just want to bring that back up if, if you're part of the who just retire <laughs> yes just just go just go hang out on a beach or something it's really you know if you consider yourself the who, then it's, we don't yeah. need to, yeah. That's it. It's, it's over. So yeah. that, that is certainly, that is another big that's thing that's been going on in the grunge Bible world. I'm very, very happy for that one. What's, what's, what's the other point here? We got tickets. We, we haven't tickets, spoken Chris. about this. You're right. Last time we were on air, oh, shoot. Uh, they had just announced, I think they had just announced, because we haven't talked about it, they had just announced the Taylor Hawkins tribute shows in Wembley and uh, the forum forum in in Los Angeles. You're right. And uh, we posted about it and we were like, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure we're there. Knowing full well that there was probably nothing we could do to make sure we were there because there was no chance of us being able to be there. The only thing we were going to do is what everybody else does. And and that would be (laughs) refresh our computer at the time of the ticket sales drop and hope to God that we get in and, so a uh, little fun, fun story. Uh, I was in British Columbia and I had set an alarm on my phone of when the, the pre-sale was going to drop. It was the day before the main ones. And right. I had, you know, we had just put on the newsletter for the forum. I think, I don't really know how, but that was yeah. it. I think it was just the forum pre-sale list. And um, I didn't really think I was like, there's no way. Um, and so I set an alarm and I texted Chris and I was like, you know, randomly, I was like, hey, you know, the Hawkins tribute concert tickets go on sale in like 10 minutes. And you responded and we're just like, I have no way to access that. It, it, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. This is what happened. You you texted me and you said, hey, are you on? And I'm like, the, on what? Like, what's what's going on right now? It's a Thursday morning. Are you like, on? We're not recording a podcast right now. Like, what, what could I possibly be on right now? Am I on drugs? Like, what's going on? What are you on, finally, dude? Finally, you, you, you had to connect the dots for me. And I was like, there is no way. I have no way to access this pre-sale. And I was <laughs> and, like, um, and we had yeah. talked about it before because you were like, I, I, I'm pretty sure you said, like, I'm on the list. I'm sure it was my idea to get on the list. And Well, I think we both did it. Like, you yeah. said it. And I was like, oh, so am I. Like, I had looked and... Um, but it was funny because you had no idea and you're like, it must have been in my spam or something. It was, but all it was sudden, in the spam folder. So you could enter the waiting room 10, 10 of 9 uh, West Coast time. So it was like 12 o'clock your time. And yeah. uh, I was in the waiting room and then you, you're like, all right. So you hopped in the waiting room. And then, of course, like 
two minutes into the you know nine o'clock presale, like I'm in the waiting room of you know you know two thousand people plus ahead of me, and all of a sudden I get a call from Christian, and you're just like, dude, uh, he's like, I think I'm gonna have a chance to buy these tickets. There's only like yeah. four hundred people ahead of me, and I'm like, what the hell? I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've been in the waiting like at, as soon as you could enter the waiting room, and um, long story short. Chris got in there and was able to buy some tickets, and we have tickets to the forum in September twenty seventh. September twenty seventh, the, the day before show. our 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 shared birthday. Um, yeah, it was it was really strange, and um, I think one common music experience that that we all have as 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 concert attendees is there's a common experience and a common understanding of what it feels like to get absolutely fucked by Ticketmaster and ticket presales, and. I joined the waiting room four minutes before the tickets went on sale. And as soon as the thing opened up, I was like 700th in line. And I was like, that's odd because normally it's 2000 plus because they stopped counting after 2000. I'm assuming there were, you know, tens of thousands of people probably in that waiting room. I know, I know people that got on like, like a half hour before and they were still waiting like an hour after things opened up, like on that window. So I don't know how I was able to cut the line. Um, I don't want to apologize for it because this is the, yeah, exactly. It's completely random. Um, I, I I don't I don't feel badly that, that that we got tickets because we never this never happens to us we we always get shut out we got shut out from Pearl Jam like six times this spring so um, this one came around and I remember watching that number go down and then um, you're like I think and, I'm gonna uh, get them and I was like yeah buy as many you know there's a- it was yeah. And it was strange too, because I got in and there was blue everywhere. So I, I could get tickets like anywhere in the upper, upper bowl. And I had time to calmly look around, see where the best seat was, the best rows. I was on the phone with you. I was, I was just taking my sweet time. It was great. And like, there was a little voice in my head, like, dude, you have to hurry. Like all of these tickets are going to go and they didn't go and we got, them. I can't believe it. Yeah. Cause I, I got into the room a little bit later and right. I know I had talked to a few people that wanted to go and I was like, we may need some extra tickets. So I was actually tried to buy tickets once I got in and right. every time I went to buy the tickets, they said they weren't unavailable. So like, mm-hmm. and I saw that a lot in the comments where the, you know, it was kind of broken where people were trying to buy stuff and it w- wouldn't show up because everybody's trying to buy the same tickets. Like you said, exactly. so the fact that you had nothing arise, no frustrations really like come up, you just kind of up, had a clean buy, just incredible. So September 27th, Grunge Bible will be at the forum, and we will be seeing the Hawkins tribute, and I could not be more excited. We're going to kind of make it a, a road trip of sorts, and who knows what the final itinerary will look like, but man, I yeah. am pretty happy that we're going to be there. That's going to be pretty special. Yeah, there's there's been this weird progression for me with having gotten tickets to this, because when they announced right. it, my reaction was, that's a really cool thing that they're doing. I'm really happy that Yep. It's going to happen. And I'm looking forward to seeing footage of it because we're not going to be able to go. And then when we bought the tickets, it was so much like, holy fuck, we bought these tickets. We're going to be um, there. We're going to be there. But then it, it didn't really click until like a week later, we were talking about starting to make plans and everything and what that was going to be like. And I got more and more excited. And I still don't, I don't know that it's really going to hit until September, until the week before, until we're starting to travel out there to meet up. Um, you know, and, and I love the idea that we have, you know, we're just going to kind of take a week off from life, basically go out, spend some time together, hopefully see a few shows, um, you know, connect with some people and, and see that show. And I, I think it's one of those things that objectively, you know, it's going to be something special, but I don't think you could quantify how special it's going to be until I think you get into that arena, you get into the forum that night. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to just that uh, you know, emotional, um, connection that everyone's going to have to, to be there to celebrate and to, to mourn. It's these tribute shows. They're always that weird combination of mourning and celebration. I guess, I guess all commemorative, commemorative ceremonies and events are that way. And it's, it's hard to verbalize what that feels like. And I think it's going to be hard. Um, presumably we'll do an episode on it after, after we attend, it's going to be hard, I think, to explain it, but I'm, I'm happy uh, certainly that we're able to go and more. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm going to be able to share that with you. Yeah. And I think our producer drew is also going to be able to uh, come along if he's free. And, um, it is pretty special. Um, yeah. I'm excited because, well, we talked about how you never got to see a show and yeah, like, yeah, you know, you'll be able to see Dave Grohl up there and he's going to be talking and telling stories all night. So you're, you're going to get it, you know, it'll be special. Yeah. No idea exactly what it's going to feel like until we're there. So, yeah. 
pretty pretty cool though um all in all so something to look forward to and anticipate at the end of the summer which is really um what makes like we always say you always always have to have at least a couple of tickets purchased and uh this one uh speaking speaking of other concerts you've had two concert experiences in the past week and i i have one next week that i'm lining up i got rainbow kitten surprise next week very nice. Um, pretty, pretty excited. But you had two that fit the genre. And about damn time, right? It's about time. Here goes Grunge Bible's concert reviews. Today on deck, we have Chris Salona talking about his failure experience and his Melvin's experience. Chris, oh, what yes. a duo. Yeah, uh, see, it was. Was that, um, Saturday, was that Saturday, Tuesday? It was a Saturday, Tuesday. So I guess that would be uh, Saturday, the 25th, and then Tuesday, the 28th of June. Um, I was in the arena. Um, important to note that this was a concert doubleheader. And this was also a concert doubleheader with Grunge Bible top Patreon supporter, Rachel Corning. Um, I was able to Amazing. meet up with Rachel for both of those shows. And uh, I have to say, I was very impressed by failure. And I, we How old are they? The same age that everybody else is. From <laughs> <that era. laughs> like, like they, it's the same thing. I guess it's did like, they look old? Did they look as old as Buzz did? <laughs> no, no, they they looked like they looked like they could be fathers of teenagers. I'll put it that way. Um, cool. I, I I think they're you know probably early fifties somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. And I have to say, I both of these shows. Um, you know, I, don't, I can't pull any punches here. I, I, I'm a liar, but I can't lie when talking about this. I, I don't, I don't know much about failure. I don't know much about the Melvins. I, I don't. I've never. I've spent more time listening to the fa- to failure than I have the Melvins. Um, but I was very impressed by failure. It was loud. It was cohesive. Um, it was. It was just really impressive. They sounded great. Um, you know, the vocal parts were fantastic. Um, Ken Andrews and Greg Edwards would would trade off who was playing bass and who was playing six string guitar. Um, the drummer Kelly Scott was fucking phenomenal. Um, I always say it anytime there's only three people on the stage, that's a lot of sound and a lot of responsibility to create that sound. And wow, they are they're so they are who they are and they have a very distinctive sound. And it was it was really, really impressive. They did play stuck on you. Um, that was that was super important. I believe it was the first or second song of the uh, of the encore um Heck it was yeah. really good it was it was awesome it was a it was a cool little venue in, in uh cambridge massachusetts called the sinclair and um it was very full it was, it was good energy and everything and um really really happy i was able to go i like I, it's just kind of a convenience thing you know you buy tw- you buy a ticket for 25 bucks just as easily as you can be- become a grunge bible patreon member you know you just drive up and and see a show and i think it's totally Having- worth it yeah I was having a uh, venue that you, yeah, having a venue so close by that has big shows yeah, or like bigger people. Yeah. They come through. Like I just saw the front bottoms, like they're coming through Birmingham. I was like, I mean, I have to go. You yeah, know it's I mean? a no it's brainer. Not, exactly. Like when there's certain bands that come through and you're just like, yeah, like, I mean, I know the ticket's going to be 25 bucks and right. I have, if I don't have a really good excuse of not going, like I, I'm just going. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the thing. So for me living in Providence, um, we don't get many shows around here. So it's always driving up to Boston. And and that weekend I was, I was talking about that with Rachel because like, she's like, I'm super spoiled because there's probably a dozen good venues that attract, you know, really, really good talent and really good acts, um, you know, almost every single week. And it's not like that in Providence, but um, I don't know by what act of God or higher power, but the Melvins and King Buzzo did decide to make their presence known in Providence, Rhode Island <laughs> at the FET Music Hall on Tuesday, June 28th. And <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Um, I'm pretty sure I learned that they were playing in Providence while we were recording a podcast like a month and a half ago. Yeah. And you convinced me, you're like, hey man, like you should go to that because of the same logic. It's it was like twenty two dollars. It's it's like literally seven minutes from my home, and it's it's King Buzzo. It's Buzz Osborne. And let me tell you, I have never been more afraid um, of a show. Not not because of the environment, not because of anything like that. But I, I just think Buzz Osborne is terrifying. I'm afraid of him. He is a weird customer. Um, I'm just scared of him. Like I, I'm just terrified of him, but their show, um, it was because I, I don't know their music intimately. I don't know their music really at all. <laughs> there, I, there I go lying again. Um, 
intimately. I wonder. I who... was just I was just confused because I have to say Dale Crover, the drummer for the Melvins, um, has a very difficult job because, as I was saying to you earlier, if you don't know their music, like I don't know when one song was ending and one was beginning, and 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 just the, the way their songs are are written and performed, like there's so many just like abrupt stops and tempo changes and everything. And, and, and Buzz Osborne is just like marching around the stage. He was wearing like a, like a, a, a skeleton, like footy pajama. It was Phoebe situation. Bridges. It was literally Phoebe Bridgers. Um, <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers got really old in the last couple of months, I guess. Her hair was gray. On her. So it looked like you got struck by lightning. Yeah. And it was just so strange. So you had Buzz in like the, the skeleton footy pajama costume. And you had the, the, the bassist, Stephen Shane McDonald, who was dressed like Jesus of Nazareth, like in like an all white suit. He looked like Jesus. Um, he was also terrifying. And then you have Dale Crover, who's just pounding away in the back, just like wearing this black t-shirt. Like he looks super disheveled. I mean, as, as they all, as they all tend to, but I have to say it was, um, it was fun. It was just bizarre because I think buzzes in the Melvins are eclectic a little bit. Um, I mean, how, how, how could they not be? Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was good though. I have to say it was good. Um, I'm happy that I went. Um, missed the, there were two openers. Um, I missed the, the first one and I caught the last like five minutes of the second opener, which I think was a band called Helms Alley. And (laughs) it was really impressive. I sent you a Snapchat, I think Ethan of the the last song, which is their most popular one. And it was exactly this man just screaming into the microphone. Um, and that was, um, that was a little, that was a lot. Um, but it was good. I'm sad that it wasn't the I don't think it was the loudest show that I've gone to. And I know a lot of people were saying that it would be. Um, so I guess they're the liars, not me. But I, I, I don't think that the sound um, and the infrastructure at, at, at this venue is, is the best. So um, I would have to see it at another venue. I don't know if I will, though. I, I checked the Melvins off. I saw King Buzzo. I was able to pay my respects at the altar. Right. But I mean, he's a big influence on a lot of people. And that's he's all a big influence can, on a lot that's of why people. We can, that's I'm not why we one can, of them, but he's a big influence. That's why we can appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think you should go if to you work. have an opportunity to see the Melvins. Um, I think you should. In my opinion. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it was that- intense. I mean, they, they get up there like Buzz doesn't speak at all. He just sings. Dale Crover was the guy who was doing the, oh, this is our basis. This is whatever. Thank you so much for coming. Um, they played like an hour on the nose, like no, no shitty little encore. I don't, I think encores are stupid anyways. Um, no, no encore, I'm- just a straight hour. And that was it. They left the stage and, you know, off we went. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty incredible. That's I'm really glad you went. Yeah, um, I am too. I guess that's exactly how I would picture a Melvin's concert to go. It, it it went exactly the way that I envisioned that it would. Um, having heard from other people, of course, but it was. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly wasn't disappointed by it. It also no. it didn't it didn't rock my world. Uh, it it that's fine. It did, it did what I expected a Melvin show to do. And so the um, Mel- the the failure show is a little bit better. I enjoy the failure show more. I also, I also like their music more than I like the Melvins. Yeah. Um, so that obviously has something to do with it as well. I also, I, I'm just, I'm just intimidated by Buzz Osborne. Um, I think he would hate me. I think he would hate us. I think he would hate this, this Instagram page, this podcast. Um, Cause he, he hated grunge. Like he hates Maybe. all that shit. So think we could get him on <laughs> interview him? we need to get him on just we'll get him on without telling him what the name of the publication is that we that we work with and then when we say grunge bible he'll 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 just end the call and end the meeting and that'll be the interview buzz has left the chat yeah <laughs> yeah Can i just picture I, basically i feel like he got you know when in like cartoons when people get struck by lightning yeah and they're like for a second <laughs> their skeleton shows and their hair goes everywhere that's just buzz yeah, all the that's, time it's a freeze frame of buzz that's just that's just his being buzz got struck by lightning yeah. and he's at in between stage that's why that's yeah. why i can't talk i have to say another thing that i really appreciated um and and this isn't this isn't a knock on bands that do this like for when i went to failure for example because you know they were switching between bass guitar and six string guitar i mean they had each they probably had i think 
I think they had one base that they would each play and then they each had probably maybe three or four or five different guitars. So you're, you know, the, the roadie is switching them out all the time. The Melvins went on obviously just one drum set and then buzz had one guitar and the bassist had one bass guitar, no switching, no frills, nothing. They, they just kept going. Um, no need for any of that bullshit. Slowly got out of tune as the night went on. Yeah. I don't even know, but it. when you play Probably that heavy, yeah, what is, is everything just in drop D or it doesn't matter. Cause it's just so loud and heavy, I guess, but it was, um, it was, it was an experience. I'm glad that I went and now I'll, I'll always be able to say that I, I, I saw King Buzzo. Yeah. You get to put on your list, the ever growing list, the concert yeah, list. Absolutely. That's awesome. I'm glad we were able to talk about this. And, um, yeah. so your next up is a uh, rainbow kitten surprise. Rainbow, yeah, yeah, Rainbow Kit Surprise on yep. Wednesday next week. And then probably, well, hopefully, I'm going to see Chestnut Grove Yeah, when I go home. Hell yeah. And then probably nothing until uh, September. Nice. Well, as of now. There's a lot of shows I could go to. but Yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot of depends. options this fall. Yeah, just depends on where, you, where I'll be. It's, it's not that simple. It's not so simple, yeah. Really not so simple. Um, that's good. Yeah, I have. Um, uh, but we will of, make sure we'll keep, continue to. We always give our updates on concerts. I think that's a staple. So yeah, um, absolutely. Again, and I we have challenge a busy everybody. Month of July for concerts. Um, you do. I have, I have Camp Cope on July eighth, um, oh, and nice. then towards the end of the month, I see Lucy Dacus, and then I see the Black Keys. I think on July thirtieth, um, and I'm sure there's a uh, the potential Black for Keys. some others. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I'm going cool. with a b- bunch of the boys. We're riding into. Uh, the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts, uh, which I was previously banned from indefinitely in my youth. Um, so we'll be riding riding the high horse back in there, and uh, it'll be it'll see be if good. they know you. Exactly, they probably have posters. Yeah, I think it's Black Keys. I think Band of Horses are opening for them. So oh, nice, be a good time. That'll be sweet. That'll be yeah. um, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, I'm speaking of Band of Horses, because I, I think um, I think they're a sub pop band, correct? I believe they were originally, yeah. Yeah, originally. Um, when I was in, I flew into Seattle. Yes. And I, there was a sub pop store and they had a DJ. There's one of the workers just DJing out in the front, jumping around. But I, I, I had Very a long cool. layover, so I took some time. But um, I bought some stickers and I, they had like a bunch of shit in there, you know, records. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, I was saying I almost bought a shirt or a hat, but I didn't. Just bought yeah. the stickers and I bought this activity book. I saw so, that. I was I was I was a little jealous of that, to be honest so with you. It's kind of cool. I have this activity book that um, has a bunch of crosswords, a bunch of you know random, you know grunge questions. That's how I knew the band of forces. Like it has a bunch of stuff, and I was like, oh, right. okay, that's kind of cool. And all the artists and stuff that they had signed. And but at the end, at the end of the book, it says it has like a survey. It's like, how is the book? And it was actually made during the COVID times. So they were talking about okay. like you know, in there, like you know, just using time and wasting time right. that we all have and uh but at the end it said like you know draw us a picture draw us this or whatever. and then at the end it says you know send this mail this book back to you know us in seattle yep. and they gave an address so i plan and I, you know, yeah so like i'm you know I'm, I'm i'm finishing up the i'm using the i'm not gonna finish the whole thing i can't answer some of the crossword puzzle stuff like, i mean some of them i don't yeah. <laughs> they're pretty difficult they're not um, for you yes but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna write it all up, you know, I'm kind of drawing on it and making it, you know, what I think is cool. I'm going to send it to him, tell him, you know, maybe we'll sign it as the grunge Bible and we'll see what sub pop has to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I'll uh, write him a little note. I don't know what, the, what do you think they do when they get those books back from people? Maybe they just throw them away. <laughs> I think they throw them away. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to do all this shit. I'm, I'm just like, envisioning oh, like their mail room has a separate shoot for those and it just goes directly into like a trash basin. I think exactly. that's what's going on there. We all we all know what's going on there. Yeah, so I'm probably going to do it all for nothing, but I was like, yeah, this could be kind of cool. Like, Yeah, it's worth so, a shot. Anyway, so I've been doing that activity book a little bit. It's kind of fun. I like Sudoku. That's, or Sudoku. I hate that shit. I never oh. understood it. I had to do it one time. It was a part of like my summer academics packet, uh, I think, when I was going into fifth grade, and I didn't know how to do it, and I never learned. Um, but my grandmother used to love to do that. So I, I took it, I took it over to her house and she, she helped me with it. <laughs> I never learned though. And I won't, I won't do it. I'm not going like, to learn. It's like Minesweeper. I'm not good at math. Yeah. No one knows. No one knows how to play my Minesweeper. <laughs> no one knows how to play it. I looked, I, I know. I looked it up. I know how to play it. when I was, when I was younger, I had to learn. 
but I had no interest. No one knows. No one really knows. So no, it's all it's all hearsay, anyways. I mean, who's? Why should we pay attention to the rules? No idea. Uh, so we are just trucking along here. We're probably about what are we about thirty minutes in? Yeah. And today actually is a holiday. It is the Fourth of July in the U.S. And so we're probably you know outside grilling out or whatever, but. We want to take this time to not talk about the holiday, but talk about what's important. Yeah, and what's really important. I, I could give a shit about American independence, but what's really important is, is, the, is the namesake for the day, 4th of July. And everybody knows that this holiday and the reason for this day is the song 4th of July by Soundgarden off of the Super Unknown album in 1994. And if I remember correctly, when we did our, our Soundgarden episode last summer, I think I named this as the top Soundgarden song that you should listen to or the if you have to if you have to show somebody what Soundgarden is you pick you pick fourth of july and ethan the day is finally here how do you how do you feel about that i feel pretty i feel pretty great chris i think that you actually went on record and and may have put it as your favorite song like in one of the episodes i think i may have it it sounds right yeah it feels right yeah um and this is a great, this is really a good song. Yeah. I've been listening to it, obviously, quite a bit this past few days, thinking about this uh, podcast, but yeah. it is, dude, it is Soundgarden, It's quintessential baby. Soundgarden. Now, do you know the backstory to the song? I I don't think I do. I mean, I've, I've read on like, Boy, some of the Do I have a story for you, then? Yeah. I so, have a story for everybody. Let's hear it. So, um... I think obviously what a lot of people might just see the title to the song and assume that it's something about independence day. Um, but according to a 1994 interview that the great Chris Cornell did with rip magazine, um, it's about an acid trip, which is, mm-hmm. yeah. which is, which is pretty cool. Um, and there's, that. there's a quote here from this magazine interview that he did back in 94. And um, they asked him about 4th of July and, and, and he replied and he said, quote, One time I was on acid and there were voices 10 feet behind my head. The whole time I'd be walking, they'd be talking behind me. It actually made me feel good because I felt like I was with some people. At one point, I was looking back and I saw that one person was wearing a black shirt and jeans and the other person was wearing a red shirt. They were always there. It was kind of like a dream, though, where I'd wake up and look and lose focus once in a while and realize that no one was actually there. I'd go, oh, fuck, I'm hearing voices. Fourth of July is pretty much about that day. You wouldn't get that if you read it. It doesn't it doesn't read like woke up, dropped some acid, got into the car and went to the Native American reservation. So when you when you look at the lyrics, though, um, you know, heard it in the wind, saw it in the sky, et cetera. Um, I mean, and it's got my favorite Soundgarden lyric of all time uh, in this. And I think if you listen to this podcast or if you know me, uh, you know that I have probably uh, mentioned this many times, even what, not when it's necessary, but. Down in the hole, Jesus tries to crack a smile beneath another shovel load. I don't think there's a more apocalyptic lyric that I've known than that one. I'm just picturing it's like a, a gaunt, like weathered Jesus of Nazareth just having to fucking shovel away. And he's, he's trying to find those silver linings, but he just can't. Yeah, it's. That is such a, a dark lyric, and that's a lot of people. I, I did, I did. I remember now that you tell the story of people said that it was about an acid trip and stuff. But it's also it's just like so apocalyptic in like a lot of ways too. It's like the the lyric you just said, yeah, and, and um, the whole the the music naked itself. in the cold sun. Like there's a lot of like, yeah, the, yeah, and the music itself is very like you like you said drudgy and very. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, a and, march and, and another one the coincidentally enough leads into my favorite lyric um everywhere no one cares the fire is spreading and no one wants to speak about it um i mean come on it's 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 hard to get and this is just a master class in my opinion and and certainly i think if there's only one thing that rivals the lyrics and the delivery of the lyrics it's it's the music and i don't know what tuning uh you know kim detuned his guitar to for this one um I don't even know, but it's the heaviest, sludgiest, just he- most hellish thing I think that Soundgarden ever made. And for that reason, it's always my favorite. And um, Kim's solo in this song is is so good, I think, because it just con- it, it contrasts so well with just like the dun, dun, like the slow, slow rhythm guitar. 
And I've, I've said it before, but like, I just love the way that when Kim solos and when he plays, like he just kind of like attacks the fretboard and short bursts. And it just, it pierces through everything. And there's so much noise and there's so much heaviness in this song, but the fact that Kim is still able to create something that pierces through that and shines through and kind of, kind of shocks you because the song, the song feels to me like it's a slog, like it's just a slow march. And then you get to the solo and it's just so different from everything else that's going on. Um, I think it's an essential component to the song and it's uh, one of the many reasons why I love this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was doing some, some digging and stuff. A lot of people, it, it's interesting that he called it the 4th of July too. Yeah. And use that and like, and use the analogies a little bit that he did with it. Um, people talk, I mean, I, there's a lot of talk about like the, like PTSD of veterans and like how fireworks, it's like a symbol of American pride, but also like takes people back. And yeah, you know, yeah there's a, very, a lot of ways to interpret this yeah, one. And I've also heard it's um, such a good, it's yeah. a good song when you have like all these different outlets to discuss it and stuff. I feel, yeah. um, but man, I mean, it's such a, it's yeah, one of those, it's, really, it's one of it's those really things cool. that like, it's impossible. It's almost impossible to dissect really though, because it's like, you're not occupying the headspace of the individual who wrote it. Um, and, and certainly it's, it, it appears that if, you know, if Chris was tripping acid, I think, every trip is a little different depending on the circumstance and the time. So, I mean, who that might not, that, that area might not have even been accessible to him again. And that's what, you know, kind of makes it so great. Um, you know, another, another great story for uh, artists who have created under the, uh, the guise or the influence of certain substances. Uh, one of my favorite Neil Young songs is after the gold rush. And, um, they asked him, you know, because that's just as esoteric as this one. Um, you know, I was lying in a burned out basement with a full moon in my eyes and a bunch of stuff like that. And they asked him like, what, what does this mean? Like, what is after the gold rush about? And he was like, I don't know. It probably just depends on what I was on at the time, you know, what I was taking. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of these, a lot of these songs, it's the same thing with, uh, man in the box. Elaine had said, you know, I think it's about media censorship and things like that, but I was stoned. So it probably meant something different when I wrote it. And, um, yeah, these are uh, these are interesting cases of just like case studies of how the mind works, I guess. Yeah, dude, it's like who do you represent? Like, <laughs> which organization are you representing? Who's funding who, this? Who is funding all of this? I mean, there's simple questions that need to be answered, but they're not so simple, no. and the answers aren't simple either. Because, like, what's what's the song about? It's it's not simple. Like, you would ask a simple question like that, and and here we are blathering on about it. I, I don't know how to answer it. Yeah. But that's that's what makes it so good because you never stop listening because you think maybe this is the time that it's going to click through. But I think everybody that listens to this song, it might mean something to them. So whatever it means to you, that's what it means. But uh, it's happy. Uh, it's a happy day that we can celebrate this on the day. Um, and it is the reason I will be celebrating uh, on the 4th of July. Yep. And I thought it was the end. I thought it was the 4th of July. <laughs> As he so says, good. yeah, as soon as we get off of recording this podcast, I'm just going to rip 4th of July for the rest of the day in preparation. Yeah, yeah I think I will too. Are you going to do any fireworks? Um, no, I don't think so. Last year uh, we did fireworks and uh, there, there was a, there was a harrowing situation. <laughs> um, so I don't Dang. think we'll, we'll do that Damn one it. again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, um, I mean, <laughs> once so again, be, because of various circumstances, I'm not able to access the uh, the headspace or the, the the time that I was occupying when when this event happened. So um, I don't know. It, it was important then. I remember um, I was listening to a thousand mods, and we were just ripping fireworks off, and uh, one of one of the big boys uh, tipped over, and uh, I don't know what happened next, but everybody, <laughs> nothing bad happened. So luckily, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Are you, you a firework guy? My brother is. My brother has a bunch of fireworks okay. for this year, but um, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not a really big fire. I have, no, I have no plans for the only plan I have for today. The fourth is to listen yeah. to the song. So yeah, I'm gonna wake up and render a hand salute and, dun, dun, and listen dun, to dun, it. Dun. Yeah. That's All right. Well, we're closing in on time to wrap it up. I think for our parting words, we obviously have to thank uh, everyone who is here listening. Um, on the holiday or maybe not uh, at any point that you interact with us or you come across us. Thanks for 
giving us a shot and giving us some of your time. As we said, your time in many ways is more valuable than your money. And, uh, you know, if you're spending your time with us, you might as well spend your money with us too. Um, so obviously the support is not just limited to time and money. Um, it could be comments or recommendations or feedback. We appreciate all of that. And additionally, we also very much appreciate the work of our producer, Drew McFadden. So I want to send a shout out to him for his work on this podcast. And um, yes, thank you, everybody. Yeah. If you are listening and this is your first time, yeah, we want to thank you. And if it is your first time, that means you can go back, listen to last week's episode, a month ago's episode, see how we've gotten better, because I think we have. I'd like um, to think that we have. Yeah, no, for sure. So we're getting better every time, but... Um, there's other stuff to listen to, so um, feel free. Yeah, and have uh, at it. and we'll, we will be back next week at the same time. So you can look forward to that as well. Absolutely. We don't miss around here. No, no. And we're proud of it, too. Yeah. We don't fucking miss. <laughs> we don't miss. We got one last thing to go over, and that is our song of the week. And this is a part of the show where we like to talk about what we've been listening to, who we want you to listen to, give it a shot, because everybody thinks that... Um, you know, we have good recommendations, but everybody thinks that their friends, like you, you want to know what your friends are listening to. Yeah. It's a curiosity thing. It's a shared passion. So, yeah. uh, and uh we have been worse. called tastemakers before. So that's right. Nothing worse than when I ask somebody for like his suggestion, they got nothing. Yeah. And so it's always be, better if be I ask, something. yeah, if you ask somebody and they got a good, a good wreck, then it, you know, it works out. I agree. Um, is your, uh, your song of the weekend was came out earlier. Is, was yours a... Was it a no-brainer this week? No. So I, I was thinking about this. So this was very difficult for me because we haven't recorded in three weeks. And I spent I spent a little bit of my time earlier kind of mourning the loss of all of the songs of the week that never were. Because there's, there's three weeks where a lot happened. And I, I went through a few different music phases in those three weeks. <laughs> and uh, we'll never hear about them because I tried to backtrack, but it just didn't feel right. So for my song of the week... Um, it's just something that I've been listening to a lot the last few days, actually. I, I just posted it on the page, um, a couple of versions of it. But um, my song of the week is Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of Little Wing. And um, oh. it's, it's instrumental. There's no vocals. Um, oddly enough, I'm a huge fan of the blues. And I've never taken the time to do like a headfirst dive into Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I can feel it happening. I think it's going to start now. Like this morning is pretty much all I was listening to. That and 4th of July, of course. Um, but I'm just, uh, I mean, I I think everybody who knows who Stevie Ray Vaughan is knows that he's you know, one of the greatest guitar players ever. And it's really, really impressive. But I think I'm listening to him now and, and I have even more appreciation for it. And I know I'm late to the boat, but that's the cool part. There's always good stuff out there. And uh, I've respected him forever since I learned about him, but now I'm really, really beginning to enjoy him. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to throw, uh, throw some Stevie Ray Vaughan, some SRV into the uh, song of the week list. And uh, I know he's been a massive influence on everybody, including Pearl Jam's Mike McCready. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think he deserves some love. So we'll, we'll do it up to some little wing and uh, yeah, I almost mentioned little wing as, as, a, as a Patreon supporter, which uh, there is nobody, but if you're listening and you want to make that come true, that needs you to, to become be a top patron and, and name yourselves little wing. That needs to be, um, yeah. Taken little advantage. Wing. That's good. Yeah. Especially after you? this week, dude, my song of the week, um, kind of came to me. I think, um, I was talking to you, I was listening to say eighties, nineties rock, to work out well 80s rock like i was in the you know i was doing some do like we talked about a little bit i put on a few you're in the some, danger zone yeah i was in the, exactly and um i put on a playlist and then an acdc song came on that um i hadn't heard and it kind of t it kind of blew me i was i was really digging it and the song that i picked was through the mists of time and Never heard this of is that. It's off their 2020 album. Oh, Power, Power Up. ACDC. <laughs> this is ACDC uh, 2020. This is off their 17th studio album oh called Power Up, and it's through the mists of time. And I have, I, it's hard to explain. It just, it just hit me perfect, and I was just, it just has kind of like a, like a traveling type of beat where it's like yep. you know, kind of just kind of train chugging along. Um, you need to listen to it driving. Put the windows down. And just, um, I don't know, man, it really, it caught me off guard, but I really, and then I, when I found that it was from 2020, I was like, it's kind of know. shocking. Yeah. 
it's kind of shocking. Exactly. Because it, it's, it sounds like it could have been from 1982, probably, sure, right? Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean... Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just kind mean, of some of these bands. It. Some of these bands, they know what they do and they do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, there's also like, I mean, I don't know what your ACDC listening uh, history is. Like, I listened to them a good, like a little bit, but not all that much. That's why I probably didn't catch that this wasn't like I didn't know exactly what album this was from. I don't know their discography like that. So I'm, you know, who knows? Maybe people really don't like. I don't know how people took in this new album, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I certainly but, haven't listened to it, so uh, like I look forward. Yeah. I look forward to doing that. Now, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you to listen to this song afterwards because I feel like I yeah, feel please like like do it. because I, there 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 are definitely times where I've I've lied, obviously, and I've said <laughs> oh, I can't I can't wait to listen to that song, and I just don't oh, listen to the song. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's hard. It's hard sometimes, and uh, yeah. Oh, it's not, you, you can't it's not make easy. everybody happy, you know. You at least make yourself happy. Yep, life's not hard. It's just not easy, you know. Keeping the dogs off. Absolutely. Uh, that is that is episode sixty-seven for yeah. the Grunge Bible Podcast. That that wraps her all up. So yeah, that does her. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. I think Fourth um, uh, of July by Soundgarden Day is something that we can all get behind. And yeah. uh, I hope uh, wherever this finds you, you take some time to. Just listen to that song. Play it loudly, too. I think you have to. Yep. Enjoy the day and whatever you're doing. And uh, we will be here, same time, same place, next week to do exactly what we just did for the past hour. And that's same thing. bullshit we, and talk music, baby. We don't miss. Nope, we don't miss. Well, so. take care, everybody. Uh, loud love and rock and roll. See you guys. start you want to yeah i mean you got the you got the list you got all the any information i, I, I got everything we need let's just i got i got it. it all man let's <laughs> i got but it all who's funding this <laughs> who are you representing like <laughs> representing my goddamn self <laughs> all right let's fucking when go you think of, you, when you think about it you know yeah you want you want to bring us in yeah i'll bring us in all right all right